Hello, friends. Today's episode is a bit of a departure from my usual content. I sit down with the creator of Blotio, which is a satirical social media account dedicated to poking fun at all things the city of Toronto. The account has thousands of followers and hundreds of thousands of likes and impressions. I was so curious to learn more, so I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Open Minds. It's the podcast that attempts to explore with genuine curiosity the world's most intriguing issues. Some topics include climate change, gun control, basic income, and so much more. I invite guests on who are both proponents and detractors of these issues so that we can be exposed to more nuanced perspectives we may not be hearing. You can find me at openmindspodcast.com or anywhere you stream music. I'm your host, Christopher Balkrin, and welcome to Open Minds. I'm always fascinated when I come across social media accounts that are quite unique. I don't know about you, but my feeds are filled with memes and fails and talking head videos. So when I come across accounts that take a very unique spin or twist on the news, for example, I'm instantly drawn to it. If you live in Toronto, I'm sure you've heard of Blogtio, uh, but you may not have heard of Blotio, which is a very satirical-based account uh, that looks at the news and puts its own spin on it for a quick laugh. I often find myself revisiting Blotio's posts uh, because they're just so funny sometimes, and I wanted to learn more. What's more fascinating is that the creator behind Blotio has maintained their anonymity, which is really hard to do online. So I wanted to learn more from this individual about their journey online and also how they've maintained their anonymity and how important this outlet is for them. We had a wonderful conversation. And again, this is a departure from my normal content, but I hope you enjoy this. Links in the description to Blatio's social media account as well. Check me out at openmindspodcast.com. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at openmindspod. I post some reels and some are catching fire. So check me out and I will catch you in the next one. So tell me about Blatio, um, the inception and what kind of gave you rise to the idea of creating it? I don't quite remember <laughs> okay. um, if before creating it, I had yeah. the idea for it, like, or okay. I was drumming up the idea for it. Right. I was certainly looking for another creative outlet uh, yeah. during COVID. Right. Um, you feel a bit stagnant when you're uh, stuck in your own place and yeah. trying to do your work. And I wanted something that I could do from home that was fun and creative. And th there was a story that a certain blog did um, that I thought was uh, irresponsible at best mm -hmm. um, about negative side effects for vaccination mm. that were completely unsubstantiated. Yeah. They were just not, it was just clickbaity stuff, yeah. which a lot of their content is. Yeah. Um, just not responsible, we'll use air quote journalism. 100%. Um, and I just thought to myself that that would be perfect to create uh, a parody to the content that they were creating. Nice. Um, newspapers have been 
like satirical versions. TV shows have satirical versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadcast news has satirical, satirical versions. But most people, how they consume news now, the vast majority of people, yeah. um, are, are doing it over social media with blogs and bloggers and content creators. Yeah. And they somehow never had their turn. <laughs> um, and so I did maybe three or four posts in three or four days. And um, a friend of mine's sister saw them and said, hey, you should build a page and um, uh, post it on a couple of things to promote it. Mm -hmm. Within a week, there was about 1,200 followers. I was like, okay, this caught on. And and so I really was not planning on it being a long-term thing, a midterm thing. Um, I just wanted to take a couple of hard swipes at at that whole industry and then be on my way. And um, (laughs) I was shocked. Absolutely yeah. shocked by the the response. Amazing, um, yeah. and uh, to this day, I still don't get. I don't get the joke as much as I think other people do. Yeah. Um, I don't put a ton of thought into it. Um, yeah. It's very spontaneous. Uh, but that's kind of how how it came to be. Yeah, I think people love the spontaneity. They love that. I want to ask. So during COVID, and you just mentioned that um, that total false or like fake journalism that was rampant during COVID, that could lead people down a path of comment section and being like, I'm writing the letter, the editor, I'm writing the CBC Mm. for false reporting. But you decide to say, let's turn this into humor. Let's turn this into something a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. Um, Why did you make that pivot? And why didn't you write the letter, letter to the editor like what most people would do in that scenario? I assume people had done mm. many letters and many uh, comments below yeah. um, those types of posts. Yeah. Um, but to really put the mirror in front of them and say, this is what it looks like to us. Yeah. You know, you right. need to do better. And I, I hope that at some point in time, it has allowed them to recalibrate how they put their message out. Um, their stories may have changed a little bit. The format has changed a little bit. And, and I, I even find that once I call them out on um, the misuse of a word or frequency of a word being mm-hmm. um, offensive, um, <laughs> that it tends to go away. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny how that has happened. And it, it, the followers of blah to mm-hmm. have now started doing the same thing. Correct. Right. And so it's, it's by, uh, uh, the, the, the hive is taking care of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so interesting to me. Um, tell me why humor to you is just so important in getting your message across. Um, aside from my own insecurities, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's how I've always dealt mm-hmm. with conflict. It's how I've always dealt with, um, my, you know, just being uncomfortable yeah. is um, I'll just be silly. If I was uncomfortable in school, I would just ham it up. Yeah. If I'm uncomfortable in a social setting, I tend to be yeah. funny with it. And and to me, it, it smooths everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it allows me to deal with difficult things. It has allowed me to deal with difficult things, you know, among my family at mm-hmm. the worst times and moments is usually when somebody says the most inappropriate joke possible. And right. it is my coping mechanism. Right. <laughs> uh, you should yeah. Yeah, my family. Get yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you as well about, um, 
some of the media outlets here in Toronto, and I'm sh- I'm assuming you know replace Toronto with any major city, you'll probably find the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's this over sensationalism when it comes to our journalism for the local news. You know, we get one snowstorm and suddenly like everything gets shut down. You know, we have uh, a, a stabbing, a shooting, suddenly the whole city's unsafe. Yeah, there's this sense of going for clickbaity topics as well as for um, the lowest common denominator to get more clicks. Do you think that'll just keep increasing in this kind of social media world where ad revenue is shoring up and people are looking for anything they can get? I think when attention is a commodity instead of news and fact, yes. Right. Um, before you traditional journalism, when you had a newspaper, um, yeah, you could probably sell more copies with a, like with a, you know, attention grabbing headline. Um, but the newspaper was always going to be there and people were mostly subscribers and they were always going to pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't sensationalize the news now, if you don't go through these speaking and super- superlatives all the time, like the highest, mm-hmm. the greatest, the best, yeah. um, then you're, you're likely not going to get the clicks that you want mm-hmm. and clicks equal money. Yeah. What I'm drawn to in your uh, posts on Instagram is just the simplicity of it. You're, your color contrasts are really thought through, at least from my perspective, but also the words, but they convey like such strong emotion. It's such a smart way of connecting with people. But again, from talking to you, it sounds like there was no real real introspection on the words and the color schemes and all that. Um, I certainly was emulating <laughs> a lot um, of sure. the uh, um, tactics used by yeah. other outlets. Um, and that's part of the satire of it. Yeah. Um, when they started changing their fonts or changed the logo placement, I would follow suit. Okay. Um, and sure, certainly color and contrast, um, were part of it. I was, you know, in, in the design field for a while. So it was something that I was able to follow, nice. um, and, and apply some of those skills. Nice. Uh, it's really the only way you can use a, anything in fine arts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Really, cool. uh, the 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 wording is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to take a, an idea and, and condense it down into about ten words. Yeah, um, because I don't actually write the articles. Yeah, <laughs> which is the other part. That yeah, is is I realized I didn't have to. Yeah, right. The the headline with all of the the blogs and the satirical things that I've um, admired you realize after a while that the headline is the thing. Yes. It doesn't matter how far you need to read. And by design and also almost poking fun at the idea that it's clickbait is the fact there is no substance to the story. There's nothing there but the headline. And that's all you need to get the joke. Yeah. I could prattle on for several paragraphs about the the same joke, but I would already be beating it to death. That is so... In this day and age of just like five second attention spans or less than that, <laughs> your content fits perfectly in that yeah, because but... you you are not the journalist, you're not the the blogger, you are the person who will synthesize that down into five words. Yeah. Um. So for a lot of people, that takes a lot of time, but for you, it seems it's so natural. It's like a natural um, extension of the. It. The hardest part for me to articulate is how fast the process is. Oh, um, it's usually if it's a if it's a large event within about three minutes, I'm already creating that content. I've found that wow. that sometimes it doesn't have to be the best post or the funniest; it just has to be the most timely. Yes. Um, so, I mean, when you know, uh, 
Mayor Tory, for instance, got busted uh, mm-hmm. for his affair. I was like, oh, like, I'm t- <laughs> like three minutes. I was like, uh. so I'm sure if I had sat for about 20 yeah. minutes to come up with something more intelligent yeah. or more insightful, that probably would have done yeah. um, uh, at least the, my followers better, yeah. you know, more justice, but it sure. did expand the audience a lot faster. Just being, you know, most <laughs> quickly most shareable content possible. I also yeah. try not to to swear in my headlines too, so that I don't get yeah. you know throttled on yeah. uh, on Facebook. Sure. Um I was so surprised by that resignation and that whole scandal because I was actually talking to my friend. She she had mentioned to me that there's 30 36 people running for mayor in yeah. June. Yeah. And I just have this idea for a reel where I'm just gonna go down the list and write John Tory and, <laughs> and yeah. Jack Martin next to his name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible, but I'm just like thinking he was well liked. Like people didn't hate the guy. I don't think. I, I mean, there, there's certainly always going to be a detractor sure. with every with every politician. Um, but certainly nobody yeah. on his side or or against him was yeah. expecting that. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. of all the people in the world. Correct. I, I mean, that would be more of the satirical joke of you know Meritori resigning because of a torrid love affair with one of his interns. <laughs> <laughs> it, when it would that itself, yeah, 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 yeah right like how could that, <laughs> how could that have happen? possibly happened yeah and and it's just we're really shitty at picking mayors yeah <laughs> why do you think that is for the city <sighs> first of all i i don't think that um those that live on the fringe of the city and those that live in the core of the city have the same ideologies agreed 100 um, percent. so you you unfortunately if you are uh, moderate you're not going to get in yeah um because you're gonna not get the share of voice for the the, the city true the you yeah. know, 416 city dwellers versus the the outskirts correct yeah um so you get two extremes yeah. and um whichever extreme is where the pendulum is swinging is going to be the next mayor um i have confidence in this um particular yeah. uh, round where there <laughs> seem to be some reasonable um candidates okay coming in that's great um but uh, i mean yeah. the field is so big right now it's impossible to pick somebody it really except is for chris guy <laughs> like I should not be there. I mean, but if history repeats itself and being the worst candidate, he would be yeah. the worst candidate. I wanted to ask you about that because I feel like we get um, mayors who are also, I find they're overworked and underpaid if that's a thing. And that sometimes lends itself to like corruption and scandal mm-hmm. and things like that. And yeah. I just always wonder that, not just about the city of Toronto, but, you know, government of Ontario, government, or, uh, prime minister of Canada, I mean, they make what senior managers in some private firms make or mm-hmm. like junior partners make, and they're responsible for budgets that are in the billions. And I just always wonder, should we not pay them an exceptionally high wage? And uh, would that help with corruption and scandal and all that? I don't know, but I just feel like... Certainly at the top, it seems like Toronto has had um, at least, you know, you have you had Mel Lastman, who yeah. um, ha- was independently wealthy. Yeah. Uh, John T- Tory certainly had a great income. Yeah. Uh, Doug Ford had a re- uh, very yeah. good... Uh, Ford, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, um, um, the premier Doug Ford also, because yeah, yeah. the Fords just did yeah. quite well for themselves. Exactly, yeah. um, so th- I don't think it it makes them immune to corruption but it certainly doesn't make it as worth it yeah. but then they're corruptible in other ways right you 100%. see these 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 little power grabs here or there yeah. um and in the case of meritori it it just like can you just keep it under control yeah 
Yeah. Like it just, it's, it's not about the act itself. It's just, you know, that it's going to torpedo your career. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can, you can, you can't handle your impulses like that. Correct. You probably shouldn't be there. Correct. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's one of those skills that I think that a lot of people underestimate. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to, to, on the John Tory thing that he announced this, um, his affair and immediately resigned after the budget. Like you'd think that he would say, I don't know, part of me says, why not just say, this is what happened. I'm going to go through the budget. If council wants me to resign, I'm more than happy to, I will resign, but I'll take the advice of council. Yep. Um, but he just said, no, I'm stepping down. It's too important to me. Um, some respect that decision. Others say, yeah, you know, you could have waited a little bit. I don't know. It's tough, right? Uh, yeah. It's hard to get into someone's head yeah. in that, you know, how would you react if you were, yeah. uh, you know, the affair that you were having was then on the front page. Um, yeah. there, there is a part of me that respects the fact that his level of admission was what it was. Um, the fact that he is trying to make his marriage work after that yeah. is a big deal. And for his, his wife to also not make any public statements, um, that's true. It, yeah. Maybe, maybe they do want to make it work. Yeah. And in order to facilitate that, you don't want yeah. the guy having access to the place that corrupted him to begin with. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What a shift, eh? From yeah. like being busy with public facing events to nothing. Um, I wanted to now ask about maintaining anonymity while being online. And so your presence on Blatio, I mean, you have, I think, over 3,700 followers uh, as of this recording. I can imagine that it gets harder to stay anonymous. How have you been able to still maintain your anonymity despite this local fame <laughs> that you've been receiving? Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I um, I think in total on all platforms is around 10,000. And wow. you figure at some point in time, somebody would be able to recognize yeah. me. And I've had some times where I've gone on and people know that I do this. Like my, my friends know it's me. Sure, right. Sure. Um, my and they don't tell anyone, eh? No. Wow. No, no, no. Oh, that's amazing. No, they've been really good about it. It's because I don't want it to be about me. Right. 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 Um, I, I think it would destroy the purpose of the whole thing if it was about one person. Because then I'm right. I'm I'm doing some self-promotion thing. It's no yeah. longer about the the comedy and the relief yeah. that it's supposed to be bringing people. Yeah. Um and I think it would remove the the fun. Yeah. It would change my motivations. It's the same reason why I don't monetize the account. Wow. Yep. I don't uh I don't sell anything. Um I've helped out um when when uh followers have events. Mm-hmm. Um I try to promote those as best I can. Wow. Um if there's somebody that needs help or a fundraiser, I try my best to do um what I can for that. Wow. Um but I certainly don't want to turn this into uh, money for me. Believe it or not, one of the reasons why I stay anonymous yeah. is I have a regular job. A real regular corporate job. Yeah. And um, although I certainly would not be in any trouble for doing this. I was about to ask be, that, yeah. No, no, we would be totally fine. I mean, yeah. I, people know that I'm one of the most sarcastic people on earth. And, <laughs> you know, at work, I conduct myself this the, this exact same way. So it's not like I'm yeah. this, like this shocking alter ego. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I keep them, these entities separate. Right. 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 Um, at one point in time, um, or when I get the time, I do have an idea for merch. Yeah. Um, and it would be strictly for charity. Wow. And um, something that I think has again missed the uh the the this the, the, the world of satire has missed this. Mm-hmm. And 
it's so Toronto, yeah. the, the idea. And um, I'm just, I've been consulting with a few people how to make it happen. Nice. Um, and I, it would just crack me up, absolutely crack me up to just one day be walking down the street yeah. and see somebody with the merch. Wow. It would just, it would just make my day. That would be enough. Um, is the, the miracle of this has always been that it caught on. I was yeah. not expecting it to, right. I wasn't expecting it to resonate with anyone really. Mm -hmm. It was about me getting back at a bad headline. <laughs> it's amazing to me, this humility that you have with it, because I think while it has caught on, you know, monetizing it would make the merch opportunity it would open you up to new opportunities but you are committed to not having it monetized why is that so important to you because i can imagine there's collabs and there's companies mm -hmm. out there perhaps even waiting for a monetization opportunity with yourself there there's been some companies that have done outreach um i, I think it would destroy it really yep yeah, so I'm gonna just keep it this way um, forever. Uh, yeah, I just <laughs> have amazing. no. Uh, there, there are some ideas that I have. Um, yeah. um, I was with my my partner the other day, and we were watching uh, on YouTube. And I'm gonna just yeah, throw it out there. Of uh, one of the greatest shows that has ever been created is um, "Come Dine with Me Canada." Um, where it, the narrator is so good at it, and their all their episodes are on um, uh, YouTube. Okay. And they are free. Oh, nice. And uh, it is one of the funniest shows that I've ever seen. It's filmed in Toronto oh, or was nice. filmed in Toronto. Okay. Um, and I invite any of your listeners to go and watch it. It's yeah. one of the funniest things in the world. I would love to have a reboot of that made oh. and make that happen. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the principle of it is very similar where when people are uh, rude or say stupid things or say offensive stuff, the narrator is right there to call them out on it. Mm. And that's basically what Palacio is. If you actually notice, there's nothing mean-spirited about yeah. what I've created. And it's a very distinct line that yeah. I try to, to to keep where I'm really trying not to be mean. Yeah. Um, that would also destroy it, I think. Yeah. Wow. Uh, because the, you know, the, the reach is somewhere around 100 and 120,000 people a month. Wow. And... Again, nothing is paid. I don't do any paid promotion or anything. I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. These people have families. Yeah, um, they have to, um, uh, you know, get up in the morning and go go to work or face their loved ones. And I yeah. don't want to have this big broadcast about them being terrible people. Wow. But I will call out terrible behavior whenever it happens, especially yeah. when it's done on mass. Wow. So there's some people that deserve it, and That's they they deserve to be called out for their bad behavior, not for what they are, not for who they are, mm -hmm. not for what they look like, um, but certainly for their bad behavior. So I think the other question I had when it comes to anonymity is that when it comes to social media, so many people look at it as this chance, not necessarily to be famous, but a chance to put their true authentic self out there mm -hmm. and you know, gain followers and some type of notoriety because their true authentic self is out there. I mean, some people do it just for you know, other nefarious reasons. Yeah, yeah. Again, you kind of lean away from that. You're not, again, it's not about you. It's about the, the, the content that you're creating and the ability to kind of take really tough topics and be satirical about them. Mm -hmm. Why is that so important to you and it's not important for you to be out there? I'm just not that kind of person, really. Um, you know, I, 
believe it or not, I'm, I'm very loud with my friends and I'm very mm -hmm. loud with my family, but outside of that, I'm a bit of an introvert. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll rarely catch me without, uh, glasses hiding my face yeah. and, a, and a baseball cap and, um, you know, being in social situations. I just, I never want to be somewhere and be like, Hey, you're that guy from that uh, thing. And it being, you know, an inappropriate time. Right. Um, or whether I'm with somebody that is not familiar with that, <laughs> that part of my life. Sure. Um, because I, I also find that I try very hard to communicate with anyone that is on the channel. Yeah. I reply to comments, I reply to DMs. Yeah. Um, and if I don't make that time in my day-to-day -day life, I think that would not be a good reflection on, on the account. So I just don't want to be recognized for that. Wow. That's refreshing to hear because that's not what 90% of the people on social media that I've experienced say. Um, so I can imagine with the city growing the way it is and with uh, Blatio growing in popularity that, you know, we're at an inflection point where you're getting 100, over 100,000 unique views um, on a weekly, monthly basis. What if that goes up to a million and you get 100,000 followers and 200,405? If that starts happening, um, I can imagine it'll be harder and harder for you to maintain anonymity and maintain your sense of um, reflecting back on why you've done it because the attention will be just that much greater. How will you maintain it in the long run? Um, I think the draw for attention will just make me more um, cautious about um, putting myself out there. Um, I also know um, factually that um, there are some people at certain uh publications and blogs that have tried to find out. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 And, and I don't think it's too exposing. It's just like a general yeah. curiosity. Okay. Um, that must be kind of creepy though, eh? It, you know what? Even if at some point in time people find out who I am, it's not like my mm -hmm. personal life will, will be affected. Apart, yeah. It's like, oh, great. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so the, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Now, now the, the Jeep owners that I made fun of aren't gonna <laughs> like, like me very much. Like it's, it's totally fine. That's, hilarious. that's actually just at the, the one group yeah. that like really did not like the post really? was, um, there was a, a Jeep that, uh, yeah. that was involved in a DUI and, um, no, no one was injured luckily. Yeah. Um, but, but I think the headline was, um, you know, uh, I think like Milton Jeep owner proves that every Jeep owner is a complete dickhead or confirms it and the the notes that i got from jeep owners that really yeah. proved that they were dickheads <laughs> I, I went after some some pretty serious groups and no yeah. one said anything wow um but jeep, jeep owners, owners. Whew, oof they they really love their jeeps they oof. should be a protected class yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> that is so hilarious mm -hmm. So where do you see Blatio going, both not only in the short and medium term, but the long term? Because I can imagine that for you, this is this can turn into something more than just a parody account. It'll be something more, I think, in the long term. Um, what do you see as the future for Blatio, let's say, five, 10 years from now? Um, I think there's some space for us to do video work. Yeah. Um, but I'm incredibly lazy <laughs> and I don't like editing and I don't like shooting and I don't like production. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reticent to say that it will ever go there for sure. Yeah. Um, but to do, uh, you know, similar type, like, you know, restaurant reviews yeah. or, uh, venue reviews, um, it might be a fun place to go with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not terribly comfortable in front of the camera Okay. and I'm not. Again, I think that might just get a little too close to it being about me. 
right? Right. right. There's a, uh, it's much easier to put yourself in a 900 pixel by 900 pixel frame and yeah. never have your face on it. Right. right. So that's, that's why I'm going to avoid, um, yeah. or at least be very careful about how this progresses. Yeah. That's um, very interesting. For those that are interested in being online, but not having their personal life exposed or face exposed, et cetera. Um, what advice would you give those up and coming, let's say influencers, micro influencers um, that want to build a brand, but don't want to have their whole first and last name and their name mm. and their face out there. Yep. What are some interesting kind of strategies you've learned along the way to maintain the anonymity? Proceed with caution. Um, uh, make sure that once you decide to do that, if it does catch on mm-hmm. is, um, you have to, you know, erase the evidence that's behind you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because when you set up your account, you may be sharing it a bit more. You mm-hmm. might be, um, adding comments. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple of times where I accidentally commented on my personal name okay. to somebody else's comment. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, just, make sure that every day you you think to yourself, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. This is about the content. This is about what I'm creating. Wow. Um, that's, that's how I've been able to stick with it. And I think if by now, um, friends and family would call me out on it if I made mm-hmm. it about me. Interesting. Yeah. I can imagine at 20 years old, um, let's just say, you know, growing up in Midtown Toronto, mm. um, your reflection on something that is catching on that you've created online is very different than someone doing that at 40 in their mid forties. And the need for attention is potentially greater or at least the need for paying bills is higher. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Blatio could have been created in your twenties? Um, I don't think I would have been able to handle it. Um, quite yeah. honestly, I think I would have made it about me. Yeah. Um, but I have other things that enrich my life now yeah. um, that don't require it to be about me. It does not require yeah. that level of attention. I don't want it. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of it. Like I'm very yeah. proud of it and what ha- has done. And it's just about, if I'm going to say if there's anything about me about it, it makes me feel good wow. right i like doing it it cracks me up <laughs> That's amazing. um they, i have personal favorites and mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll, yeah. I, I'll get one i'm like oh this is going to be great <laughs> yeah. and i put it out there and like i'm sure it's not going to do well like i'm a like, positive it's not going to do well uh, but yeah. i'm like this one's right <laughs> <laughs> the cheap owners. oh yeah 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 and uh and oh, then sometimes I'll, I'll do one and and i think i'm just punting it downfield i'm not really yeah. Uh, you know, putting a lot of thought into it. And those have been some of the best performing ones possible. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't understand how it works. It lets yeah. me know that I'm kind of flying blind in this just as much. Yeah. Um, uh, it, so I'll keep putting stuff out. I'll keep testing stuff. I've only like yeah. deleted one or two yeah. posts um, where I've been like, mm, yeah, that might be crossing the line a little bit. Sure. Um, and I, I test with some people. Sometimes nice. I'll like, send them like a little shot and I'll be like, eh, is this too far? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is too far. <laughs> 
it's so hard to know where the line is today in this uh, very PC culture that we're in. Yeah, and that's another reason why anonymity is important. Yeah, is um, I I don't want to be um, restricted in the subject matters that I talk about mm-hmm. because I'm worried that I'm going to get canceled. Yeah. And I I don't think I would ever put anything that would be cancelable. But no. geez, sometimes that ceiling yeah. gets pretty low. It does, and um, I yeah. want to make sure that I I keep. Uh, some level of integrity about myself yeah. and uh, you know somewhere down the line um someone doesn't pull that out of the archives and say yeah. hey what you know and say well that was appropriate 10 years ago yeah. but it's not appropriate now and i understand yeah. that i'm i'm very careful about that as well that's that's good you know it's interesting though i again uh for those that don't know i did a podcast a few weeks ago with a professor who studies gender dysphoria mm-hmm. and his research shows linkages between gender dysphoria and mental health issues specifically with autism. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. Like, let's explore it. And then online, I get flamed for being this conversion therapist or this uh, trans denier. Right. And I'm finding that having an honest conversation, exploring, not trying to convince anyone of anything, but Mm -hmm. just exploring the research, that space is getting tighter and tighter. Right. And it's harder and harder, I can imagine, for researchers who have these genuine questions mm-hmm. that start seeing linkages, yep. but that run against what we would consider the dominant narrative. Yeah. And that gets, I just think that our discourse as a whole gets, you know, we, we we're now playing in a smaller sandbox as a result. Uh, we are. that Again, that goes to the anonymity thing yeah. where I can at least comfortably talk about things where my own personal biases are not going to be called into it, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, this is this is the uh, the way that I feel about this yeah. and I'm not going to get the whatabouts. Well, what about that time that you yeah. did that? Or what about the time you did this? <laughs> what about the time you said that? Like, I could, yeah. be, I could be against everything on Blatio and never yeah. have to worry about it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the last question, question, I guess there's many last questions, but one of the last questions I had for you um, was not only in terms of where you see Blatio going, but how you continue to maintain um, fresh new content, because that's another, like, burnout is a real thing. Mm -hmm. How do you maintain that? And, you know, how do you make sure that you're staying with the times, that it's fresh, that it's consistent? Um, because I, I also know there's like a, a cemetery filled with podcasts on yeah, Spotify with right. people who just got burnt out. Um, luckily, the news keeps happening, yeah. right? It just, yeah. uh, you know, you'd think you'd run out of content at some point in time. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to recycle a response from another interview, but Toronto yeah. does Toronto a lot. Yeah. And um, it's a crazy place to live. And these crazy things happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um there's, there's not, a, I don't have a goal of doing like a post a day or a post a week. Um, it's, there's a spontaneity that comes from yeah. reading or smoking a lot of pot or <laughs> watching TV. And, um, the, you'll also notice that the, the, yeah. it, the, the time of day that these things come up or the days yeah. of the week that it comes up are completely inconsistent. Yeah. Um, I, because I will ruin it if I try to overthink it. So the millisecond it comes up, I'm like, and I'm, I'm on, on my computer, uh, doing it. I get, uh, because I work from home, it's always sitting six feet away. Um, sometimes I'm out though. 
Okay. And I'm like, oh, that would be perfect. And I just don't have the the time. And yeah. every once in a while, I'll forget yeah. you know, an idea. And it just, you know, I, I think I'll get better and more disciplined at writing these things down as they come about. Like there's usually at least a couple of ideas that are floating around that I want to bring out yeah. that I haven't quite done yet. Yeah. Um, and they're just waiting for the right time. Sure. Um, there's, there's always like a joke, Yeah. but it's the timing and how you connect it to an event. Yeah. Um, but there's not like a, a magical yellow pad of ideas that are floating around. It's all up here, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, I, I I get enough encouragement from people that are following to be like, ah, that's yeah. funny. And oh, they'll go on. And then, yeah. you know, you put up like three or four turds and there's just no, there's no response whatsoever. Yeah. And then, uh, and then suddenly you hit one out of the park yeah. and you're, you're like, I'm, I'm always like tickled at that. It's that, so that to me is a reward. Is that, yeah. that feeling of when it catches on so it, um, it allows me to go, okay, maybe you're not crazy. Maybe yeah. you are slightly funny. If I'm going to yeah. take admiration or, or, or a compliment, yeah. it's always going to be that you're funny. And that has been yeah. my entire life. Yeah. I don't care about anything else, yeah. nothing else. That's all temporary, yeah. but to be funny and to be, and have that validated, yeah. um, to me is like the greatest reward. Have you ever done any like open mics or standups or anything like that? Yeah. No, no, nothing like that. I've done, um, uh, I've been asked to MC a lot of weddings, yeah. um, which is fun. I, I have enjoyed that. I've since retired and I'm not ever going to do that again. <laughs> um, I just, I don't have the guts to do stand up. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it's it, because yeah. that whole idea of, of validation, yeah. uh, to stand up in front of a room and then pour your heart out and say, this is my craft and this is my gift and just have people go, eh. yeah, so like, true. I just, yeah. I don't think, I don't think my soul could take it. I'm just too, too fragile, too delicate a flower. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get up in front of people and be like, hey, here's my sense of humor. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that you you say that because it seems like with Blatio, you've really put yourself out there and it's kind of caught on. I like the spontaneity of it. I also like the fact that you keep things simple because at the end of the day, the way I look at it is that people are looking for a connection. Mm. What we see in the news, we have these thoughts of, we're like, oh, that's not, but we just go about our day. Yeah. We go on Blatio and we're like, he captured exactly what I was thinking to yeah. a T. Yeah. To a T. Like yeah. what I was thinking in the on the DVP about those stupid Jeep owners is captured in this oh, yeah. post. You yeah. know? So I just think that you've been able to tap into a collective conscious about what we as Torontonians think about a lot of things. That's the um like I think today's post, and I guess, you know, some of your listeners will will go on and, yeah. and check it out. But uh, the um it was about uh how uh, boneless wings are just chicken nuggets, right? So it's like the top 10 places to get boneless wings, you giant baby, right? And and there's there's obviously a personal experience from this where I, I have witnessed an adult yeah. purchase uh, or order boneless wings oh. at a restaurant. You're like, oh, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Come oh, on. What are you doing? Like, yeah. you, you want crayons too <laughs> while you're at it? Like while we're here, you want to draw something? You want to finish that maze that's in front of you? <laughs> That is exactly it. And like, why? The whole part of wings is that there's the bone in it. Yeah. That's the whole part of it, right? Yeah. And I, I take some pretty big swipes at uh, the real estate market here <laughs> and real estate, uh, you know, realtors. Uh, and that's... Yeah. Uh, part of it. Part of it is because my partner is a realtor. And so... <laughs> I get it. I get, I get exposed to a lot of it and it, it, sure. you know, one-on-one -on -one, these people are fantastic. Yeah. And I really think that they're, they're great individuals, oh. but sometimes you look at their social media accounts, you're like, yeah, God damn. Yeah. 
Like you need to be made fun of a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, just like the not, yeah, like not one person needs to be made fun of, but yeah. you know, the collection sometimes is like, you know, this is yeah. not yeah. A, a modeling shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or we like don't, we don't care that you just bought yourself a new bmw exactly just, yeah. just keep it yeah keep it on the low i love people who you'd never you'd never know how wealthy or how influential they are they would just never mention it you know i just love that yeah um you know i think also with realtors too they <laughs> not all realtors but like i remember there was a post you did when the bank of canada introduced like the first of many like seven interest rate hikes yeah and there was one post where it was like <laughs> realtor like reconsidering their social media oh yeah yeah it's like this is not aging well <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like sitting in the back of a you know the, the uh the stock photo god smiled upon yeah. my my face that day because the other thing is i had to rely on stock photos yeah right okay so yeah. i have a, like a generic stock photo account and i have to do a search and like yeah. every once in a while you find just that perfect image <laughs> and i i don't remember what i had typed in but there was a yeah like a, a young young guy wearing yeah. a suit in the back of a car oh. With so like good. a, a with like a, money with a money <laughs> and like a dollar sign around him, and I think he was like chomping on a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's usually when I burst out laughing. Yeah. Is like you, you know, you'll you'll I'll be working at my computer, yeah. and you'll just hear this like outburst of laughter. <laughs> and uh, I'm always really proud of, of of finding just the right photo. It's like the the fact that you maintain this this independence. So like there was one post of the Santa Claus parade about the upside down clowns it's like that's a toronto thing and we all look at that like that's freaking weird yeah but you're able to observe that not being a torontonian you know what i mean like you're yeah. observing it from a third person even though most people wouldn't question it there's a lot of oddities right and yeah. then um but i have that that antenna up a lot yeah. um where where sometimes it's things that we just take for granted all the time it's like oh there's going to be some really weird upside down clowns <laughs> with faces on their crotches walking around <laughs> with holes in in their where their crotch should be <laughs> and this is like entertainment for children yeah. and then there's gonna we're gonna do 50 of them like one one of them yeah, wouldn't be we, enough. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One upside down clown will be enough. But no, there's an entire army of them that come down the street. So in case you accidentally miss it, there's going to be 49 others that you can stare at. Um, but I, uh, I I always have my antenna up a bit. And yeah. and the, you know, talking about the genesis of some of these, it comes up all the time. Yeah. Like there was one I did about how like the, the latest gym is the entrance doors to the Eaton Center. <laughs> Because those doors that are <laughs> yeah. in the basement coming from Dundas oh, weigh a trillion there. pounds. <laughs> and it's just bad engineering. The hinges on the wrong pot. But yeah. anyone that has experienced this, there's going to be like a thousand people that are like, I know exactly what he's talking yes, about. Exactly. Yeah. It's like your ability to observe the, the just mundane oddities of Toronto <laughs> yeah. are just top notch. It's yeah. like it, it's finding that one that one experience yeah. that you you've done it so many times yeah. that you just assume is going to be normal. Yeah. Instead if you just shake that off and just yeah. approach every single scenario with is this normal? <laughs> is this what we should be doing every single time we open this door? Yeah. Like the Eden Center has yeah. so much money. Can they yeah. just <laughs> for the love of God fix the doors? Just fix them. And that's like exactly that connection is like you if you put that in a bottle and market that you'd be a billionaire right because yeah. it's just so everybody goes through those doors everybody does yeah at some point and you're able to just observe it and do it in such a clear way i just think it's so genius like it really is i'm, I'm about ready to to experience cafe to again and okay. and that to yeah. me is the again i'm i, I use every mode of transportation yeah but to shut down yeah 
every major street for someone to eat sushi on the road to me just does not <laughs> seem logical. Like, use the sidewalk. Why are we using the sidewalk? <laughs> I don't. And, and the experience, too. You've got cars whizzing by your table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just it's not necessary it's so not necessary the amount of money that goes into moving all the barriers and to remove all the parking (laughs) from the street yeah to accommodate a table and chairs like a rickety (laughs) table and chairs where and and i and i and this is something that i don't want to joke about somebody's going to die yeah yeah from this there is going to be a time when a car gets out of control and is going to plow into a restaurant and someone's going to get hurt and i don't want it to be and i told you so yeah but there is no way in hell i'm ever going to sit yeah on one of those those roads with with uh without a barrier or barricade around me yeah it's crazy it's like there's plastic tape and a pylon between me and the road yeah uh last year uh i made reservations at antler and I really wanted to go into their fur kind of cabin thing that yeah, they have in the back. Yeah. And they double booked us and they put us out on their patio in the front right next mm-hmm. to the, on Dundas. And I remember my dad saying, I can reach out and, and my arm would get taken out by mm-hmm. the taxi. Yep. And I'm like, before your arm gets taken out, an Uber cyclist is going to take you out because they're whizzing by on their mm-hmm. e-bikes. Yep. And I just think to, to your point, it's like, not only is this unsafe, this is so dangerous and it defeats the whole purpose of a nice night out like it is it's it's toronto's half-assed way of doing things yeah it's it is a completely half-assed solution to a problem it's like okay fine if we want to do this there should be some structure to it there should be minimum standards for these to be out on the road if you look at other cities they do elevated platforms and they're structural um but for whatever reason we just don't do that we half-ass it and punt it yeah instead of putting together a proper program yeah and we uh, i can't imagine what it's like driving in the city with streetcars and just with cafe to it's going to get worse and worse it's aggressive that's what it is you have to drive aggressively to get anywhere now and with the city and with the ttc getting more and more dangerous people are just jumping on ubers more yeah or perceivably dangerous yeah um people are jumping on ubers more adding to more traffic everywhere like mm-hmm. liberty village is going to be a nightmare in the summer as it is right now <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad um i had to commute yeah. across the city yeah. um, for this podcast and i will tell you that uh i did some some pretty interesting maneuvers to get <laughs> to get here <laughs> well i am so glad that you exist that your content exists i can't tell you like you know when i'm having a, a rough day i turn on blatio and it's just this amazing like Oh, like all is right in the world. Ah, know? thank you very much. That's I awesome. appreciate it. That's that's why I do it. That's amazing. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. My I pleasure. That's great. <laughs>